Thursday. It's Thursday. It's a special Thursday. It's a special Thursday because of many reasons. Uh, and one reason is that we are yet alive to say thank you, Jesus. It's special because it's Jeffrey, Jeffrey Marlowe, our fiscal director here at the Bomb in Gilead. You know him as my Jeff. Just Jeffrey's birthday. Jeffrey's birthday. A big shout out. Send Jeffrey some love and happiness for his birthday. want to send uh, some love and happiness to my older nephew, Shatard. Shatard. He's turning 55 today. I remember when Shatard was my baby in my arms. We want to send a shout out to Shatard and Jeffrey on this birthday for them. May God continue to bless them in a mighty, 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 mighty way. Can you believe that January is uh, done? January 2020. Uh, we are over. We are done. I hope it's been a good month. I know that it has been a month of uh, mm, revelation, sorrow, losing uh, Kobe and his daughter and all of the folks uh, who were on his helicopter, uh, the, the mothers uh, and the sisters and brothers and fathers um, and wives and all the folks in the family. Uh, that we have lost this 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 month. Um, in addition to those who we see on TV and those we celebrate in the media, we know that you know we are we've also lost people and loved ones who will never be on TV. And I want you to know that uh, here at the Bomb in Gilead, we believe we believe in eternal life. We believe it and we know it and we celebrate it. So we thank God for all of God's goodness, his grace, and his mercy. And I ask that you continue to pray uh, for all families, for Colby's family, for everybody's family. Um, we've had a lot of loss around with our board members losing mothers over the last several months and uh, some of our colleagues. Uh, it's just loss. But it is the ever flow of life. You know, the, 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 the birthing and the dying is all a part of the ever flowing of life. So as we come to the close of January 2020, we are excited that God has seen us through and we are looking forward to the month of love, to the month of love, to the month of love, February. And it's a leap year. It's a leap year. I'm not too sure what that really means, but I'm going to look it up because I know there are some people who are celebrating birthdays on February 29th because they only get to celebrate once every four years. So uh, if you want to know what leap year means, you better, you know, look it up because we don't get to have a leap year, uh, but every four years. And this is a leap year. So we're excited um, the, at, here at the Bar Mangilia. We got so much going on. Oh my God, we got a lot going on. We were down at Metropolitan AME Zion Church this um, 
this weekend, and we're going to talk more about that. We have my guest, Tamika Felder, who is coming on the on the line, and we're going to be talking about the coochie. We're calling this the coochie conversation, cervical cancer, because this is the last opportunity we have this month to talk about this disease that's really a major, major challenge for so many women, particularly uh, black women, but not just black women, women everywhere. January is Cervical Cancer Month, and we did not want this month to go out without having a conversation uh, about cervical cancer, and we can always depend on our good friend and colleague and world-known advocate, Tamika Felder. So she'll be coming on the line in a few minutes. Hey, it's Thursday, and you know it. It's got to be your girl, Dr. P. On the pod. I'm getting educated for sure. Got to be on the pod. Yeah. Hey, family, I told you I had a special guest today, and she is on the line. Tamika Felder is an 18 year cervical cancer survivor. She's an award winning women's health advocate. She's the chief visionary of Cervical, a nonprofit dedicated to cervical cancer cancer advocacy and support, and she is a friend. I am so glad to have her back on Dr. P on the pod. Hey, Tamika. Hello, Dr. Pernessa Steele. Thank you so much for having me. You you know, it was so wonderful having you uh, with us on um, on Saturday down at the Metropolitan AME Zion Church in Norfolk, um, uh, Virginia. And uh, as we close out this uh, January Cervical Cancer Month, the, the best thing the best thing we could do is have you on the line. So Thank I'm you. excited, and I want you to just start talking and telling our listeners about your story, cervical cancer, and talk to talk to us about some of that coochie conversation you were talking <laughs> about on Saturday. I had such a good time with y'all in Norfolk. I love the work that you do and just blessed to be a part of it in any any type of way. Um, it, you know, it was really full circle for me because I'd struggled for so many years, just emotionally broken, um, questioning why this had happened to me. Um, and I really know that it is my testimony, that it is my mess that became my message. Um, and, and as I said in Norfolk, I never thought I would grow up one day and all I would do is talk about my coochie or coochie cancer. <laughs> you know, it just isn't what I thought, but I'm blessed to be here. And so I will be, I will use these God-given gifts for that uh, because I survived it. Um, so when I was 25, I went in for a regular health check after not having insurance for a while. I had a boil under my arm that was problematic as it was uncomfortable, but I didn't have any real serious health issues. Before I was diagnosed with cancer, I never even had a broken limb. Um, so I, I went into this uh, doctor's appointment knowing that I had to work on my weight and a few other things. Um, I had a doctor who uh, was Persian. She was like a Persian grandmother. Her rule was I didn't have 
I don't have your previous medical records, so I want you to come back in two weeks and we discuss it. And I remember thinking, I'm a busy TV producer. I work in live news. I cannot come back in two weeks. But you know, you, you know how grandmothers are. And, and she gave me this look, and I was like, well, I guess I better bring my butt back, you know, in, in two weeks. Uh, so I came back in two weeks. April 12th, and it's funny, chemo brain will make you forget all sorts of things, but I remember this day almost in just step by step as it happened. So I went back, and she started going through things, and she touched me by my knee, and she said, know this, know that, meaning, you know, you don't have high blood pressure, you don't have high cholesterol, you don't have this, yes, you need to lose weight, but now let's talk about your PAP test. And I remember thinking, Pat, what, what? And literally it was like an out-of-body experience and I was above looking down on this scenario. And she says, you know, I see carcinoma inside you. We're going to have to send you to a specialist. For me, it was just kind of like wah, 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 like the Charlie Brown teacher cartoon um, role. And literally, I was like, are you saying I have cancer? You're not saying it because I knew carcinoma meant cancer because my dad and many other family members, unfortunately, have lost their lives to cancer. Um, But I was like, I'm too young for cancer. I'm only 25 years old. Like, I haven't begun to really live my life. Ironically, you know, when I was 25, I thought I was grown and knew everything. But in that instance, I thought, I got so much life left to live. I can't die. And so after seeing 10 doctors, because I didn't believe it, I finally accepted that I did have cervical cancer. And what I was told in order to have a good outcome of, you know, 80% of being clear of this cancer was that I had to have a radical hysterectomy. Mm -hmm. And the thought of doing that at 25 was devastating for me because I wanted a baby. I, I wanted, you know, a plump, juicy baby. You know, a plump, I, I, juicy baby. A plump, juicy baby. I wanted one. You know, I didn't want one yet because I was focused on my career, but I, I wanted a family. Um, and that just, you know, in, in the way that I had dreamt about it wasn't the way that I was going to get it. So I had my radical hysterectomy um, a week before my 26th birthday, and it was hard. And then once I healed from the surgery and about, I think six to eight weeks, I started chemotherapy, uh, once a week, radiation therapy, five days a week. And it was tough. It was really, really tough. But I'm not only thankful for my medical team and my mother and my friends and family who care for me, but I'm also thankful for God. Um, The reason why I do this and I talk about coochie cancer is because I know my outcome is that I could have died. And I have the ability to be here and share my story in hopes of saving others. Because I think people think cervical cancer is an easy cancer because, well, you just go in and get a a hysterectomy or you have some cells um, removed. But the reality is people do die of cervical cancer, especially black women. Our mortality rates are the highest out of any other ethnic group when it comes to cervical cancer. And it shouldn't be because we have the tools. We have screening tools, but we also have a vaccine that can prevent the virus, human papillomavirus, that causes cervical cancer. And so what I want people to know who are listening is that, you know, pap smears are not fun. No one likes to go and get them, but we absolutely have to do it. As much as we talk about breast cancer and skin cancer, uh, lung cancer and all these other things, we also have to talk about cervical cancer because... 
it's wreaking havoc in the black community, especially in places like Mississippi, um, our home state of South Carolina, Alabama. What is happening with black women and cervical cancer in Alabama is a travesty. Like, it just should not be happening. Well, let's, let's, um, talk, let's talk a little bit about that. What's, what's, what's happening with cervical cancer in Alabama? So in Alabama, it's a rule. It's a rule. It has rural areas, and there are places in Alabama where they don't have an OBGYN or a gynecolog a gynecologic oncologist, someone who specializes in gynecology. Um, and so, someone may have to travel three counties, or they may have to. You know, I met a woman when I was in Alabama. You know, week before last, she traveled six hours just to have treatment. Um, it, it's spread out. There's poverty there. There's a lot of stigma. So people may not want to be associated with cervical cancer because they will think someone will think something badly of them. And that we have to stop stigma. And that's one thing I really do applaud the work that you do. Um, and you've been doing it so long, just kind of dampening out stigma, especially in the black community through black churches. And we need more of that because we need to be able to save lives. Um, we want women to know that if there's a free screening day, we have to take advantage of it. But that also means that we need churches and community programs to help in ways of uh, making sure that there's Saturday uh, hours are available. They're after hours available Monday through Friday that we have maybe someone on site that can do daycare because we know the reality for the majority of people in this country that they don't support mothers, right? They tell you, take care of your children, put them first. But they also say, make sure that you work hard. Well, if you have to be at work and daycare doesn't open until 7.45 a.m., unless the daycare is inside your office or right next to it, that's problematic. If you have to use your time off to take care of children, when is there uh, sick days or vacation days for you to take care of yourself? And so that, that, that all stems from... Uh, not having a support community, not just in your family, but just in the world that we live in. And things like that, definitely, they need to change. I want people to know that um, if they see signs, they have to speak up. If you have a discharge, whether there's a smell or you just see it, there's no smell, that you need to at least call a doctor, call Planned Parenthood, call someone so, because if we do diagnose cervical cancer, we want to diagnose it at the early stages so that it can be taken care of as quickly as possible without a lot of damage. Because what happens, even though mine was, and I'm using air quotes, technically caught early, I deal with a lot of side effects from my cancer, whether it's from sexual dysfunction, uh, my radiated bladder, weakened bones. Uh, heart issues because of all the chemotherapy I had at a very young age. Um, and so it's better to prevent cancer than treat it. And then on the policy side of it, it's also cheaper to prevent cancer than to treat it. Well, you know, Tamika, you know, uh, of course we can listen to you all day, but let's be, let's make sure that our listeners know what cervical cancer is and know that it is caused by the HPV virus and and they need to get 
women need to get their pap, pap smear, their annual. Yeah. And, you know, we can talk about HPV forever, you know, because it's, you know, getting our our teenagers, our, our daughters um, vaccinated, getting our, our sons vaccinated. But that's another program. That's another program for another time. Today we're just talking about cervical cancer, the, the cause and the prevention. Let's 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 close and making making sure our listeners are very clear yeah. on what cervical cancer is, what's its root cause, and how to prevent it, and then how to treat it. And you your 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 survival mode is how to treat it. Yeah. So so almost all cancers are cervical cancers are caused by the human papillomavirus, otherwise known as HPV. So if you're 21 or sexually active, you need to go and get a pap test. Once you turn 30, you add in an HPV test. That's what makes this so good because the virus, HPV, is very common. Almost everyone uh, will have it at some point in their life if they've been sexually active. And it doesn't matter if you've had, you know, one partner or multiple partners. You're going to be exposed because there are over 100 strains of the virus. So screening for women uh, who are not of age for the vaccine is the best way to protect themselves, making sure that they have a conversation with their provider and they know that they need to go in annually for a well woman exam and then talk to their provider about whether they need just a PAP or just an HPV test or a combination of both the PAP and the HPV test. Um, and so we want to make sure that they understand that the cervix uh, is in the womb so that's why fertility is an aspect of it. While in the U- U.S., there are only about 13,000 women who get diagnosed with cervical cancer. But those 13,000 women are someone's daughter, mother, wife, church sister, whatever. 4,000 women who die. And in the U.S., that's still too many. Globally, it's the number two cancer of women. And they're... 500,000 women who get diagnosed with cervical cancer. And the uh, the continent of Africa has a huge issue with cervical cancer. And so I just want people to get screened to make sure that they're going in. If they do not have um, an OBGYN, they can reach out to places like Parent, Planned Parenthood or any community clinics. A lot of hospitals have free screening days. So make sure that they uh, are aware of that. And don't be afraid to reach out to the bomb. Also, they can reach me at Survivor, C-E-R-V-I-V-O-R dot org. Um, and we will support them if, for whatever reason, they have cervical cancer or if they have what is known as pre-cervical cancer, an abnormal pap where they will need a leap procedure. Um, and just because you have HPV does not mean you will get cervical cancer. But that also means you have to be proactive once you've been diagnosed with HPV to make sure that it does not lead to cervical cancer. Tamika, give us that um, information on how to reach you again, because I know you were talking so fast and there are some sisters who really want that information. Sure. They can reach me at Survivor. That's C-E-R-V-I-V-O-R dot org. And my email address is Tamika, T-A-M-I-K-A at Survivor, C-E-R-V-I-V-O-R dot org. Sister girl, it's been really great. We wish we had all the time in the world, but you know, we got to jump. We got Thank to you. jump. I love you dearly. I know love I'm going to see you uh, again soon, but I'm yes. excited and happy that you were available to come on the line today and as we close out Cervical Cancer Month. Love you, girl. Always love you more. All right, bye-bye.
Hey, I'm hoping you enjoyed our conversation uh, with Tamika Felder today, talking about the coochie. You know, um, those are words we don't talk, say loud in public. We don't talk about it, but we have to, um, we just have to say it the way some people need to hear it. Um, I was just really excited, and um, we just had a wonderful time at Metropolitan AME Zion Church down in Norfolk um, this weekend, and uh, Tamika was with us. We had some uh, the, the, the seasoned sisters and the young sisters, and um, it was just exciting for all the questions, uh, the questions we had and the great dialogue we had, and, and the sisters, the, you know, my, my uh, the elder sisters said, I have never use the word coochie in public. Uh, And it was just absolutely delightful because we learned so much and we we got rid of um, uh, so much stigma that that surrounds cervical cancer and how do we talk uh, about cervical cancer in ways that people understand. And I want to give a a shout out to uh, Dr. Little, the pastor of Metropolitan Amy Zion Church who was right there uh, in the midst of it all, leading the discussions, being a part of it, and all the brothers, all the brothers who were there with us too. Uh, the brothers was saying, you know, at the end, I can't wait to get back home and uh, share with my wife all that I learned today about the coochie. <laughs> uh, but we're excited and we thank God for uh, all of our churches who are coming uh, coming into an awareness that we have to do things differently. We have to talk differently uh, if we are committed to uh, decreasing health disparities in our community. So we're excited. January is done and we are looking forward to February, the month of love. Listen, hold tight to God's unchanging hand. I'm here to tell you, baby, because there's a bomb in Gilead. See ya!